Hello and welcome to the Book of Lee's podcast. My name is Cara and I am your host. joining me for episode 24 of Book of Leaves. This is relatively topical as we're going to be talking about toilet paper and the bidet and obviously we're in the midst of the pandemic of the coronavirus at the moment if you're listening in the future. Sorry I don't mean to bring any PTSD on but yes there was obviously some toilet paper shortages and a lot of zero waste groups that I was in people were like oh I'm gonna try the bidet now. So I thought I'd actually be interested in finding out myself which is better because obviously one is paper made of trees but the other one uses water so I thought let's look into it and find out which is more eco-friendly, better for the environment and you guys can make up your own mind as to what you'd like to do. Now I hope you enjoyed last week's episode on Easter and I hope you had a lovely Easter and I hope you're all doing well. Again I'm here in my dressing gown and I'm now on YouTube so some of you may have seen on my Instagram or Facebook that I have this white polka dot red dressing gown and yes it is fabulous. Um, Thank you everyone there seem to be a few fans of this dressing gown so hello and yeah I'm in my pyjamas as well. So who cares guys? Who cares? Okay, I want to go into this fairly sharpish because there is a lot to cover. I went down a toilet hole really with research. There is just so much, okay? So first of all, I wasn't even saying bidet right. I thought it was a bidet. Um so there's that. Uh but obviously it originated in, in French the term bidet, bidet. So I don't know if that, that's how it's supposed to be said, but you don't pronounce the T like I was doing for all my life. And the first time I ever saw a bidet was when I was on holidays. The only ever foreign family holiday we went on was to Rome when I was about seven or eight. And I thought the bidet in the bathroom was a really small sink for kids to wash their hands in. So that's what I used it for. And um, my mother was horrified. And told me no. And I think she told me it was for my bum. And I was just really confused. Because I just. I just couldn't. I didn't. I couldn't visually see it. How do you get your bits in there to wash them? It like doesn't make sense. So I was a very confused child. Yes I thought it was a sink. So I've learned a lot. And I'm going to teach you guys. Hopefully a thing or two about the bidet. And of course about our trusty toilet paper. Or so we think. So, as you can probably smell, oh wait, there's going to be a lot of poo puns in here, you guys. I hope you don't have a queasy stomach. But yeah, toilet paper is not is not good for the environment. Um, the bidet, fairly sharpish, kind of wins on the eco side of things. So if you don't want to hang around, that's all you need to know, I guess. Um, but I'm going to tell you why. But first, what is the bidet? The definition of a bidet is a bowl or receptacle designed to be sat on for the purpose of washing the human genitalia. Now, that is the bidet as we know. It originated in Fran- in French, in France, in around the early 1700s. The aristocratic community, the wealthy people, didn't want to just be using a, some metal um, bowl. They would 
begin making steel and marble bowls the word came from and they started decorating them to make it more visually appealing and make the bathroom experience the nice experience we know it is today for the most part because previously it really wasn't there was no nice smells no nice visuals going on it was just you go you do your business and you get the heck out of there as soon as you can so they were trying to make it a bit more nice and basically the word comes from a variation of an old French word apparently for a small horse like a pony but a type of horse called a cop that had short stout legs and the original bidet is a little standalone wooden thing it looks like a footstool nearly and you straddle it like you would a horse so that's where the word came from and that amused me but of course variations of the bidet have been around for hundreds hundreds thousands of years since humans have been pooping really um because in, say, the Philippines, they use something called a... Ta- is it the tapo or the tabo? I have it here in front of me somewhere. Yeah, the tabo. And this is like a plastic saucepan that basically they use one hand to hold and the other hand to, to splash and wash the area. In India, they use the iota. This is a water mug. It looks a bit like a teapot with a sprout. And they use the left hand to wash the area away. You can feel what's going on. There's a lot of, There's going to be a lot of me miming washing myself in this episode. So... Enjoy that for anyone watching this on YouTube. So, um, yeah, the left hand, you you wash with that and you pour and manoeuvre the jug with your right hand and obviously you wash your hands after with soap very well. But this is why in India, if they, they do everything with their right hand, they write, eat and shake hands with their right hand only and if they see you doing that with your left hand they think you're pretty gross because that's the hand you use to wash yourself so you might be thinking oh my god people are washing their bums with their hands directly with just water what the hell I mean they're they're washing them after you know so it's not that bad and there's still etiquette you know if in India they see you using your left hand they'll be like she gross You know what I mean? So there's a bar. Now, what happened to the bidet? Because obviously it's in it's in France. It's all over the place in Italy. There's a couple of countries. I think Italy is one of them where it's actually required by law to be in every bathroom. There needs to be a bidet. So and it's kind of like a toilet bowl shape now these days. You can have a separate standalone one. But obviously now we've got the super fancy stuff going on in Japan. This company called Toto. They've got like heated seats, air dryer, um, it can even check your urine, see if you're sick. Crazy stuff. I've yet to experience one of those toilets. Hopefully one day I will. But let me see. So that's a bit about the history. So yeah, why why aren't we using them? Why aren't they a thing in America or the UK or Ireland or um they're not huge in Australia either? This is because, of course. The English thought that French people were really sensual, promiscuous people and they associated the bidet with that, like a special thing for washing your bits in, like, ooh, no thanks. We're fine with the toilet and our and our cloth and our rags and whatnot. So that sentiment kind of travelled to America as well and 
when World War Two was happening, the only reason American soldiers would be going into French buildings was when they were visiting lady friends of theirs. So they were seeing bidets in brothels and thought it was, you know, you had to wash your parts because it's a it's a brothel. And that kind of cemented the idea that bidets are just these promiscuous things and people didn't like talking about poo or pee or sex or anything like that so they just never really hit it off in America only people who later on would be traveling around Europe and go back to America and had a lot of money saw these useful things and were like let's stick this in the bathroom so that's why they're not a thing that's a bit about the history also Napoleon had his personal bidet which I kind of love it was silver which apparently acts as a natural anti-microbacterial thing and he would bring it everywhere he went isn't that just the cutest your personal bidet I love it so that is a little bit about the history now I want to go on to the history of toilet paper because obviously We all know how to use toilet paper, or should do, anyway. My cat does not, well, not my cat, my mum's cat does not know how to use it, but toilet paper has been around for a relatively short amount of time. It was only popularised, there we go, around 200 years ago. So, obviously, before this, what did we use? As you can imagine, pretty much anything. We would use moss, leaves, corn cobs, hay then you know natural materials rocks even ow and then obviously paper began to come into play before paper actually if you were uh, really wealthy you would be reusing wool or um, a sponge on a long stick that's what the what the posh people the royals used to have so they were actually reusing stuff and they get nice and wet and and scrubbed down there but and they would reuse it and wash it and whatnot so That's what the posh people did. And then, of course, books and paper started coming around. And when printing presses were more available and books weren't as valuable and catalogues and things were were, um, popular, that's when people started using paper. And there is, I think it's called a Sears catalogue in America that apparently was so widely used for toilet paper that they started, like, perforating the the pages so people could tear them out easier, Um, which... I just think is kind of fab. So real newspaper and paper was used to wipe. So then this chap in 1857, I didn't take his name down. He released the first toilet paper and it was aloe kind of sheets, aloe vera scented tissue sheets in like a Kleenex box. So it wasn't on the roll yet. And he started selling that that was the first ever packaged toilet paper this was in America and people were like why would I buy something that I can get for free like this catalogue so it didn't really pick up it wasn't it wasn't a, a big deal and people were also really shy they didn't want to talk about they didn't want to go in and be like can I have this this uh toilet paper because they didn't want anyone to know what they were doing which is hilarious because we all know what everyone every human does so but people were very kind of prudish didn't want to didn't want to tell anyone about their business and it was very embarrassing to admit to a shopkeeper that yeah you poop or whatever so in that was in 1857 that the first packaged toilet paper came out then it was oh yes 1890 when the toilet roll appeared and that seemed to grab people's attention I guess because it's on a roll it was more 
fun or something. They also changed the marketing a little bit to make it less about just bums and poop and whatever it was. They used, you know, soft imagery. They used bears. They would use cuddly bears and they would use women to kind of represent softness and kind of just ignore the like dirty stuff going on so that kind of helped a little bit but think of this guys right that was in 1890 splinter free toilet paper was advertised in 1935 that's how new this is just splinter free so yeah so I don't even really want to dwell on that much longer. I just had to throw that in there. So it is new, okay? Toilet paper is very new. And some people wonder what, like, was it just that it was on a fun roll? Is that the only reason? People, a lot of people were using water as well sometimes, but water is really cold, you know? They didn't have warm water and that's kind of uncomfortable, whereas toilet paper is room temperature I guess so they didn't have that kind of problem but yeah and obviously before toilet paper rags and reusable cloths and whatnot were fairly common as well so that's kind of the history of toilet paper but pros and cons okay first of all I'm going to do the pros and cons of toilet paper because there's a lot so well a lot of cons unfortunately pros I was struggling to come up with that many pros in my research um it's what we know so we're kind of used to it. That's it's comfortable. That okay, that's that point. Then uh we can see what we're doing, I guess. You know, water, you can't really see tissue, you're there, you use it, you take it away, you can see, oh yeah, what's going on, and you go back for take two, take three, however many takes you need. So you can kind of see what's going on. It's soft, you know, so it it's never it's never cold. Um some bidets, you know, when you're washing yourself with water, you will get cold water on your bits and that can't always feel very nice and of course we use toilet paper for other things uh halloween costumes dressing as a mummy uh tping people's houses do do people still do that cats like to play with it your toddlers like to play with it so you know eh, environmentally there's no real pros other than recycled paper does exist more on that later the cons of toilet paper so today I'm just going to get into this. There's no prep, guys. There is 27,000 trees being cut down every day for toilet paper. That's a worldwide figure. 27,000 trees every day. It accounts for 15% of deforestation. So it's a sizable chunk. Just under 1 billion trees a year are cut down. And unfortunately, a huge chunk of this, depending on on what country you're in, 35 to 50% is actually being cut down from virgin forests and old growth forests. The trees that are 100, 200 years old sometimes, they're being cut down for toilet paper as opposed to tree farms being used all of the time where That obviously has its own issues because in an established forest where the trees are hundreds of years old, there's species, flowers and fauna and wildlife that have settled there. That's their home. Also indigenous communities as well. And all of a sudden governments and corporations are coming in and cutting down these trees. And the reason 
there's still a market for this as opposed to just recycled tissue paper is because the fibres in virgin trees they're called in the industry are longer and therefore when they're processed they can be like spread out and made softer so basically trees as opposed to recycled material and recycled fibre and or bamboo or hemp trees have these really long fibres that can be softened uh, in the paper really easy so it's those luxury real soft brands and always they're coming from trees there's no recycled material or anything in them and that just makes me really sad as well to think that there's a tree that's 250 years old it's seen so much it's given us oxygen they're carbon sink for us they take so much carbon out of the air they support wildlife and we cut them down and use them for three seconds with our poop and then flush them down the toilet so that is an unfortunate thing when it comes to trees now as well there's also the cardboard tube in the middle there is a million one million miles of cardboard tubing is thrown out every year those the cardboard tubes like it is a waste there was a company who came out with this this new look at our tubeless toilet roll we're so amazing oh my god what the hell like you really don't need that I mean I just have always recycled them going oh yeah that's great it's been recycled but a lot of the time that's actually virgin wood going in there like that's that's just nuts so that's it's not just the toilet paper the little roll in the middle as well so water obviously is uh, going to be big factor in this and just this week I watched a very eye-opening documentary and I would recommend that you watch this. I'll link it um, everywhere it needs to be linked. It's called, it's on Netflix, it's the Explained series and Explained and they go into different topics. They've got one on Diamonds Explained, one on Music and there's one on the world's water supply and this blew my mind. I never really understood how I, me personally, I knew, you know, all my environmentalist friends, water is precious and I'm aware that there's droughts in certain areas, but I didn't know actually how bad it is and how much we are using up of our underground reserves that take millions of years to fill up and we're really, oh my God, we're really using a lot of them and, and we're not advanced in taking salt water and turning that into fresh water yet it's we're not doing it as fast or as efficiently as we need to to keep up with the demand that we have on our water supply one percent of earth is fresh water it's an amazing documentary it is a bit scary but if you want to know okay what is the price of water well first of all there's no price on it but there really should be it's liquid gold and it should be worth more than petrol and we're just doing so much but there's a lot of water being used for these trees obviously for the toilet paper industry a single roll of toilet paper needs 37 gallons of water or 140 liters one single roll of toilet paper that's a bit nuts okay so it takes in a lot then energy wise 1.3 kilowatts of electricity is used to make a single roll and around 1.5 pounds of wood. So there's a lot of energy taken to make trees. Then there's a whole other side of things that I never even thought about. Chlorine, bleaching, okay? Bleaching has a huge effect 
on the environment and uh, chlorine is used all the time to make it softer again and for the appearance to make it nice and white you know everyone wants it clean crisp white so there is a lot there's 67 billion gallons of chemicals used worldwide every year for bleaching and a lot of these end up where in our environment in the water in the food we eat okay so that's around 253 billion liters as well for anyone who is like me not thinking in the gallon mind so that can also affect our health as well and recycled paper that is a pro that uses significantly less water and less energy so that is your best toilet paper option but toilet paper is really heavy on the environment and as well what's nuts in the US now the US is the biggest consumer of toilet paper around five percent of people at home are using recycled paper people aren't buying it in their homes that much they're buying the soft luxurious quilted well my gosh make all your dreams come true toilet paper And when you go out, businesses, cinemas, hotels, cafes, they're the ones buying these industrial recycled toilet paper. And people don't really notice the difference. So when you go out, you're using recycled toilet paper. When you're at home, you're using the fancy stuff. It it doesn't really make a difference. You know, try not buy the fancy soft stuff because it's taking its toll on the environment. So unfortunately, those are the cons of toilet paper. Let's go on to the pros and cons of the bidet. The cons... It can be confusing. What is it? I don't know what this thing is. It's new to me. It's scary. Ah, okay. That, I guess, would be a con to me. And as well, the water can be very cold. And if it's the middle of the night or, hey, who wants cold water, you know, flying at their bits? Not a lot of people, I imagine. So those are some bidet cons. They can be expensive, you know, as opposed to some rolls of toilet paper, which are obviously you can get for very cheap. You can get portable ones, but that's something that you need to carry around with you. And they actually look like water bottles sometimes. So be careful, I guess you don't confuse the two. But there's really, there's a few, there is a few cons there. It's an investment that you want to make. The pros. Okay, the bidet. There's several types of bidets as well. Hold on. I've got to see this this um episode made me feel so bad about the paper that I'm using as well to write my notes on because it just made me more aware of paper use, I guess, and I've just got scraps of paper everywhere. I'm using all sides of quiz paper and everything. Where is my bidet so far? Here we go. So, How much water does a bidet use in comparison to toilet paper? Not a lot. On average, when we flush a toilet, we're flushing around four gallons of water down, which is a lot. On average, when we use a bidet, we're using one eighth of a gallon, which is half a litre. And that is around the same amount of water that we actually use when we're brushing our teeth. So we use less than I would have thought. Obviously, it's extra water on top of the flushing that's going to be happening, but it's half a litre most of the time. It's a quick, high-pressure burst. That's what's that's what's going on. So, it is significantly less water than toilet paper. As an investment, you are preventing the cut-down of a lot of trees. I'll give you the specific what you will be saving at the end of this, this list. Let's see. Oh yeah. Oh, another con of toilet paper that I forgot to say. It also 
it's gone back to toilet paper. It also leads to blockages of sewers and whatnot. You're putting toilet paper down the toilet and it adds a cost to your governments and your local councils clearing the sewer when blockages and things happen. So that's something that I wouldn't even think about. That's an added cost to the taxpayer that is because of of toilet paper because it doesn't always break down, especially this goddamn luxury stuff. God, sorry, that was just a burst of anger. So less water is used for bidets, significantly less trees been cut down so those are the pros and energy wise sometimes they're they're, they don't take electricity when you use them at all um it's just they're lower in every way now do they clean you better yes they do you might think this is this is weird but when you think about it if you are going outside and you're playing sport you get covered in muck or you step in poo and your bare feet or something, you don't go inside, get some kitchen paper or toilet paper, roll it up and rub it off. You don't do that. You have a shower. You use water. You use soap. When you buy vegetables or fruit in a supermarket, you bring them home, you're you don't you don't wipe them with a tea towel if you want to wash them. You wash them with water. This blew my mind when I read that online. I was like, oh my god, ew, yeah, what have I been doing all this time? So there's a little, there's a little uh, penny for your thoughts, right? They do clean you better. They also can help with health issues, right? I'll link this in the show notes. Um, I won't go into it all here, but if you have, there's, you know, I, I don't want to make people feel like super gross listening to this, but we all knew what we were getting into, guys. This is poo talk. But if you have IBS, if you have ulcers, prolapse, there's a lot of things going on that bidet will actually help with. It is a less aggravating system than toilet paper because toilet paper you need to really get in there because it's dry paper. So they're kind of better all around. Now, what options are there out there there's a lot of bidets at the moment um how do people use them most of the time they're hands-free and this is another thing when it came to health as well 80 percent of infectious diseases are passed from hand-to-hand touch and half of humans do not wash their hands after going to the toilet which is a crazy number so by people having a hands-free toilet experience that infectious disease spread reduces a whole lot they are hands-free how obviously if you're in places where they're just using a little tub or something yeah you might use your hand to get in there that's fine you wash it after you're fine with soap anyone who has a baby is probably fine with poo or has raised a baby what is it about our own poo adult poo we kind of treat it differently but it's all it's all poop and obviously we don't want to mix it because that's how disease are created but at the same time if it gets in our clothes or our hands we just we wash it you know what I mean also another con of toilet paper it tears easy so if you're trying to be frugal or save paper sometimes it tears and then you get poop on your finger that doesn't happen with a bidet because bidets are hands-free it can't happen with the tabo or the yoda obviously because you're using your your hand but the bidet so you can get so many different forms you have the the kind of traditional standalone one that used to be just filled with water but now the water shoots up from the middle and vasco from core crafts i 
asked some people to like send me their experiences with bidet and Vasco sent me a little video so anyone watching on YouTube will see that and people not on YouTube you can imagine it with with your eyes that basically it's water that shoots up so basically you turn a tap on you're sitting there you turn the tap on the water shoots up and apparently people can't help laugh and giggle when they're not used to it and it cleans you that way you pat dry and you're done or you use a little bit of toilet paper to wipe dry and you're done but you use 80% less toilet paper when you have a bidet you can get a little extra kind of section that you hook on to the back of your toilet seat and the little nozzle hangs down and then you turn it on and it like comes up and squirts into your bum and those are fairly cheap as well they start from like 40 to 50 euro and you can install them yourself and you're using the same water that you would be using to wash your hands there it's not toilet bowl water that's what the bidet bidet.org you get a lot of information there of course some of it was biased so I was checking all the sources so you can get that you can also get a bum gun I love this it's like a shower nozzle and it hangs beside the the toilet and you grab that and you maneuver it obviously you can move it around easier and you bum gun spray your butt now obviously with the bidet what I found from people who were using them for the first time you might need to maneuver yourself on the seat to get into the right position but that's that's a very minor thing so you also that's the add-on bidet you have portable bidets so like I mentioned some of them look like a water bottle with this nozzle and you squeeze and they shoot up but you can also make your own portable one with a squeezy ketchup bottle obviously clean it first and sanitize it or uh, energy drink you know those bottles where as a kid you just squirt them into your friend's face because they spray air very effectively and water very effectively those are good enough to use in the meantime if you're thinking do you know what I might be getting a bidet soon so you can get these add-on ones you can obviously then buy a separate toilet seat these are more expensive you're looking at a couple of hundred euro up to a couple of grand for the ones the really fancy ones but these toilet seats that you sit on they can be heated they blow air to dry you as well some of the cheaper ones actually can do that as well dry you so you don't need to touch yourself at all and yeah there's a few options out there oh yeah and another little thing that uh, I love is the guy the the patent for the original bidet nozzle that is popular now was created by a guy called John Harvey Kellogg who is the brother of the guy who invented cornflakes and he was a doctor so he kind of knew what he was doing except he was anti-masturbation so basically this is there's no arousal pleasure apparently to be gained from this bidet nozzle and cornflakes were originally invented to be opposite of an aphrodisiac which I didn't know isn't that crazy but yes I fell down a very deep deep research toilet hole toilet bowl hole so those are the types let me see yeah and you can get them like literally 70 quid you can get a fairly good one in ireland even they're here they're here guys i just you just don't know about them now what are we afraid of i don't really know you guys i think we're afraid of something new we're afraid of cold water we're afraid of making a mess something spraying but it it doesn't happen apparently from people that i've talked to Uh, If we're afraid of touching poop, you end up touching poop when you're using toilet paper anyway. And if you're thinking, you know what, flushable wipes, wet wipes, 
no, no, just no, okay? Flushable wipes, they say biodegradable. Nearly everything is biodegradable. Biodegradable means it can break up into like loads and loads and loads of little pieces and there's all these flushable wipes coming out there marketing themselves as we break up as soon as we're flushed and they're not. They're being found in sewage systems. So please do not use flushable wipes. Tell your friends, tell your family. If you see them using flushable wipes, just tell them not to. A lot of the time it's plastic and that's that's breaking up and breaking down. Obviously, if you have to, you have to, but really sparingly um, and maybe just put them in the bin instead. Like check what it's made of, because if it's plastic, that's just going into the to the water system. Um, I also love how some sites refer to this as our carbon butt print instead of footprint. Anyway, I found that enjoyable. So I think that's pretty much like the gist of what I have. I'm going to show you or um, listen you. I don't know. A little clip from Vasco who sent in his experience with a bidet. Vasco was from my very first episode of this podcast. He runs a company called Corecrafts, which I'll tell you a little bit about after. But he sent in this little clip, so I'm going to play this for you now. Hi, Kara. So, bidets. The long, hard struggle of the immigrant in Ireland to get the proper bidet has been a very tough nine years living in Ireland without a bidet until I finally got one! Look! And in Portugal, Spain, Italy, I've seen everyone has one of these. I never actually quite thought of how useful it is until, you know, I actually moved into Ireland and the first night I get into the hotel and I look, oh, there's no bidet. It's like, it's like the kind of thing that you always have and you use it and you're like, oh, it's like imagining getting into, you know, inside a room in a hotel and like, oh, there's no toilet. You know, it's exactly the same feeling. Of course, it's easier to use with water and then actually spending toilet paper. So, yeah, I was quite surprised to see this here. When we moved in here, I moved here like a month ago. We were moving the stuff inside and Tina, you know, Tina, my partner, she goes, oh, look, it has a bidet. Now look, oh look, it is a bidet, because I had, I had completely, completely raised that from my mind after nine years in Ireland, and then, oh, cool. So yeah, now I'm using it mostly every day. This is quite handy, like, it's way more handy than toilet paper. And, of course, it's, you know, you're not wasting paper on this. Also, a very funny story, <laughs> we were in Bantry Market, and there's this girl selling sustainable goods, and she was trying to sell her recycled paper, to a British uh, woman that she lives in, in Ireland for a long time. Oh, you know, but you need to use the recycled paper because it's better. And she just says, I don't use toilet paper. And we were both like, what? And then she explains, yeah, I live in a cabin in the woods and I just use a stream. I use, I don't even have a toilet. I go to the, I go to the, to the stream and use a small piece of, you know, a towel that I clean every day and that's it. Toilet paper is not that essential. The man makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Vasco, for sending that in. And yeah, if anyone wants to support Core Crafts, he is taking vouchers at the moment. If you want to buy yourself an amazing cork product and check out episode one to hear about why and how they are more eco-friendly than alternatives like leather. So thank you, Vasco. 
There's also another lady called Cecilia who volunteered when I posted into the Zero Waste Ireland Facebook group to send me in a little bit about how she uses it because I don't use a bidet at the moment so I wanted to give you guys real human experiences. So here's Cecilia. Okay, so what I do is um, at this point in time I use uh, for a number one family uh, cloth. It's only me and the family, not the rest of the family. And I simply made that cutting up some old clothes, soft <laughs> cotton, like uh, 100% cotton clothes. Then uh, instead of a bidet, and I, I grew up in uh, in Italy, so I can't wear bidets everywhere, and I really missed it. So I simply make do like when I was camping with a jug of water with a spot on the handle. I fill it up and then I wash myself and then I dry myself. Then I wash my hands really well. Um, so that's that's nothing more, nothing less to it. It's uh, supposed the advantages of having a small bathroom means I don't really need to move. I have everything at hand, so it's not messy and it's not complex at all. And then I also think it all much depends on the level of yuck that you can tolerate, uh, whether you clean yourself first or not. There is levels, and that's a personal then choice. You know, I, you know, I probably clean a bit first and then wash. But uh, that's it. There you go. So they are some experiences of people, real life people, using the bidet, and it's just normal to them. So if you do switch to a bidet in Ireland in 2020, we are predicted to use 10.5 kg of toilet paper per capita. Per person. So 10 and a half kg of toilet paper. If we average out each roll to be 90 grams, which is what this t- st- statistic site did. Statistic. <sighs> how's how's quarantine treating everyone, huh? This is this is my brain. So this is what the site did. I'm not coming up with this. I just trust them. That is around 116 rolls per person a year of toilet paper. So if we switched to bidet, we would save up to 4,292 gallons of water. We would be saving 150.8 kilowatts of energy and 174 pounds of wood, which adds up to a fair few trees and so much water we would be saving. Now that is if you're able to erase your use of toilet paper completely. People can use a little bit to pat themselves dry, but they usually would be using 80% less as well as that you can use cloths you can use little towels to pat yourself dry to avoid the toilet paper completely if you get the bidet now if you're thinking Cara I've heard your case whatever shut up it's not for me okay in the meantime what can I do obviously if you feel you can you can reuse cloths cut up a nice soft t-shirt like you heard Cecilia do you can wash them the same as parents who are using cloth nappies which are coming back they're doing that you just stick them in the wash 60 degrees 40 degrees even you people actually wash them in cold water to save you know it's just a bit of detergent a bit of soap a bit of eco-friendly soap is all you need you can wash them and you can have a little separate wet bag like a nappy bag that you put them in in the bathroom so there's no smell or anything and that is an option you can also buy recycled tissue paper that is the best thing that you can do if tissue paper is going to be staying in your life and even if you get a bidet and you want it there for the guests or to dry yourself with if you haven't got a dryer bidet then buy recycled if you can buy bamboo and buy hemp 
they are significantly they need significantly less water they're just they're a better alternative you can get brands out there like the cheeky panda they're bamboo and bleach free look for bleach free brands as well you can get eco natural eco leaf there's also an australian company called who gives a crap they actually as well donate 50 percent of their profits to building toilets Uh, in places that need them which is really cool and their toilet paper is bamboo and recycled so Tesco as well have a recycled range so there's these brands out there you can order some of them directly from their website you can also get them from some Irish businesses like Reusey they've got an online shop Pat you've also got down to earth materials earthmother.ie and little green shop so these are Irish websites you can order eco-friendly toilet paper from you can also buy directly from cheeky panda you can buy directly from who gives a crap but at the moment they're all having shortage issues because people went a bit nuts in coronavirus and as well when i heard how much toilet paper we use i was thinking really and trying to find data for ireland is hard but there's an article about the coronavirus this one company in dublin we actually have two toilet paper manufacturers in ireland the rest we import and one of them in dublin was struggling to meet demand and they produce 50 they're, they're at capacity at the moment they produce fifty thousand toilet rolls an hour working 16 hour days seven days a week and they were struggling to meet demand that is nuts that is how much toilet paper people were buying and are using right now. Oh, bidet brands as well to look out for. Bio Relief, Toto, they're the fancy Japanese ones. And there's a brand called Tushy. They seem to be very popular. There's also the Blue Bidet, which is fairly popular. You can order these online and there's Irish retailers that have them as well. Get them delivered and have a little project set it up at home. Get the whole family to try. Have a little butt fun, a little bum fun. Okay, keep it PG. (laughs) So, yeah, in the meantime, what else can we do? Where's my other piece of paper? Yes, okay, I think you know what's coming. Avoid soft luxury four-ply, we will fix your life toilet paper. It's just, it's unnecessary. And talk to your family. If every time you go to your, your granny and granddad's house, they've got the luxury stuff, say, hey, this one is actually better for the environment you know that's that's what this podcast is all about is like spreading awareness and I know a lot of the time I'm preaching to the choir and you guys are on the same wavelength as me but we have to have conversations with people in our lives that's how that's how uh makes a difference the ripple effect you know so there is a symbol as well the FSC symbol so this is the forest sustainable certified certificate something like that that apparently you want to look for because they promote sustainable practices on their farms which is good on their tree farms but at the same time they're also cutting down virgin forests so really just try buy sustainable when you can it try avoid virgin wood avoid the soft stuff avoid bleached as well i think that's everything um in future i'm actually going to stop writing my notes on pieces of paper because i feel so guilty i'm going to use my laptop instead because i can and i should so i'm sorry to the trees that it's been too late for the bidet kind of wins but obviously if you want to go for toilet paper still support the sustainable brands the brands that are literally giving a crap about the environment Woo-hey. thank you so much for listening i hope you've enjoyed if you have any requests or feedback please do let me know you can email me 
email, email me, you can email me, you can get in contact via Instagram or Facebook or on Twitter. And of course, I'm now on YouTube, so you can let me know in the comments. And um, please subscribe to this podcast and this channel and rate and review. I'm asking you to do a lot, I know. And if you would like to support this podcast, you can buy me a coffee on Patreon. You can donate once off or make a regular one, two, four euro subscription. It will be greatly, greatly appreciated. These are tough times for a lot of people. I know. So only if if you can and if you want to help with the costs of this, the website hosting and podcast hosting fees, I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much in advance. So that is pretty much everything. Yeah. And I guess mind yourselves, I should probably have breakfast now. It's five past two. <laughs> That's how my day is going. Um I hope you're all staying safe. Look after each other and let me know how your your bum gets on in your future bidet adventures. Okay, go on. I'll talk to you soon guys. Bye.